This is the most fantastic story I've ever heard. And every word of it's true, too. That's the fantastic part of it. Didn't you really feel so bad because killing him felt so good? And why shouldn't it feel good? You must feel good to God. He does it all the time. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Is that uh, absolutely necessary? Yes. What did he say? He's, he's afraid it is. Ah, oh, fine. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Kill your brother. You'll feel better. White lines in the middle of the road. It's the worst place to drive. All right, uh, and welcome to another episode of Cult of Classics. Today's going to be a little special. We have a guest, my buddy Joseph. Joseph, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Awesome. We're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. Um, because while this is not typically what we would think of as a cult classic, uh, the cult following around Zack Snyder's um, the Snyderverse, and especially his cut of the Justice League, has been going really strong on the internet for pretty much since they released the theatrical back in 2017. Yeah. I, they yeah. bullied a studio into releasing <laughs> a completely different cut of a movie. Do you think so. they bullied, or do you think the studio just kind of saw, like, during the pandemic when... Because for a while, there was no production whatsoever, and their last releases had lost a lot of money, and they're like, well, we actually have a pretty much finished movie just yeah. sitting on the shelf yeah. that we can release and, you know, shut these fanboys up, but really more importantly, maybe make a little bit of money. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of both. Yeah. I mean, they, they had to get some money coming in with everything being shut down the way it was. But, uh, I don't know if I think COVID was kind of like a perfect situation for it because without that, I don't think we ever would have seen it. Maybe, yeah. maybe like 10 years down the road. But yeah, especially with how they're still actively producing movies in their universe. And I think they were done. Yeah. I think they still have the mindset that they're done with this and they're ready just to kind of get it over with and move on to their next thing. So I think for sure it was like a perfect storm kind of a situation. I, Cause I think 10 years ago, we'd never have seen this for sure. I mean, cause the directors yeah. have been saying this for years though, right? Like they've been like, that's not the movie I made. And traditionally what they would do is just take their name off the movie. Yeah, Like if a director and a studio clash so hard that they couldn't reconcile on the final product, typically the director just takes his name off. Um, yeah. It was a unique situation here, though. Yeah. Famously, like John Carpenter um, walked away from the studio system after pressures that he got. Uh, it's a little different, but it's kind of the same pressures that he got from the studio after the thing flopped. So mm. like and, and Scorsese talked about never working on a studio film again uh, because of pressures that he's had um so there's there's been a lot of conflict between studios and directors over the years but never before have i seen uh I, i'm sure this isn't the only instance of it but i've never seen something like this on such a grand scale for a film to come out do poorly the director to raise a stink on uh, online and then for the for the fandom's calls actually to get answered. So I think that's why we thought it was a really unique thing. And I wanted to bring in my buddy Joseph because he's way more of a, like a DC expert. So he can fill in a lot of the, like the lore for us and things that, 
we might not get is more casual uh, superhero movie watchers. Oh yeah, I'm a filthy fucking casual. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll do my best. We'll we'll see how it goes here. All right, cool. So, um, because this film is so strongly like it, it has such ties um, to the to the to real life, I figured I'd start with talking about how um, Zack Snyder's cut kind of came about and kind of what transpired. Uh, just a little bit of a recap. So. Snyder um, f- was almost finished with his Justice League. Yeah. And during the production, his daughter committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, combined with the poor performance of his past two films for Warner Brothers um, being Man of Steel mm-hmm. and Batman vs. Batman vs. Superman, Batman vs. Superman um, put the studio uh, really on his neck. Yeah. And him dealing with the death of his daughter and the pressure from the studio, he decided to walk away from the movie. Um, but he had filmed pretty much the whole thing. I think it was almost entirely done. Almost entirely was, finished. I think it was, for the most part, in post-production because he's shown them a couple cuts and they were like, no, you got to get this down to two hours. Right. Yeah. And his main thing was like, I just don't have the time to be fighting y'all. Right. Well, I need to be with my family, obviously. So this is like a battle. I just need to right. cut ties with. So. so the studio already tense from the past two movies and then fighting him because what they really, I think it's pretty obvious at this point, what they really wanted was just to copy Marvel, which is a really common thing that non-creative producers do yeah. is they're like this has worked so why don't we just do the same yeah, thing they just want yeah. the success from it for sure and you know copying that style all the way down to the humor just the pacing and everything that's what yeah. they want and the, the two hours yeah is within that for right. sure. right well and then so they bring in joss whedon to finish it right Not mr only do they copy the style they bring in the motherfucker who directed the avengers yeah, <laughs> yeah. but to be clear the Bad Avengers is what I would call him. He directed the first two <laughs> Avengers, yeah, 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 yeah. which are really not that exceptional. They get way better. They get. I mean, Endgame yeah. took it to a whole new level. Yeah. Like Endgame took it to a whole new level. I, if you're if you're not a Marvel fan or a comic book movie fan, I still rec- I think Endgame to me was like the culmination of ten years of filmmaking, and it actually like was worth the hype. Yeah, and Infinity War slap too. Infinity yeah, War slap too. Yeah. yeah, but like, but they bring in Josh Whedon. And he does what they want, exactly how they want it. He, you know, he just turns the saturation knob to 100. Um, so salmon he, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> salmon all over the place. So orange everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this kind of, for me, is just like, just for a minute, I just kind of want to marvel at the level they're shooting at. Because, like, Joseph and I both uh, do videography. So, like, we know what it's like to shoot flat. Um, and this, in the, the, the range you kind of have your color correction, but like the range that they had, I mean, it, it, it's really cool that when they're filming, you know, they're not ever worried about storage. So I'm sure they just had raw footage that it was just sitting there so that, <laughs> that he could go back and like color correct it to the minute minutest of details. And I don't know that, I that mean, it was clear that it was their decision to, yeah. this is the color we're going to go with. Like, yeah. It's like, cause that's why? the first thing you notice, right? When you look at the Snyder cut and you look at the theatrical like I said, it like Snyder, he actually apparently wanted to go full black and white, which I think would have been too much. Yeah. I think that maybe just a little bit of a misinterpretation. I think he okay. wanted to go black and white just because afterwards it was like stored on uh, the reels that he had. Mm-hmm. And it was just in black and white, uncolored, all that. So he kind of grew fond of it. 
Okay. But, I mean, he, he shot it with the interpretation of it originally. Being the grayscale? No, no, it wasn't. He shot on the IMAX, the IMAX yeah. camera fully. So um, that's something I want to talk about is this movie's in 4x3. Yeah. The Snyder Cut's in 4x3, which is really kind of head-scratching for me and I think for a lot of people because we've moved to 16 by 9 the full HD that we all see most of the time. It's a full frame or full uh, on your TV frame is what I meant. Yeah. Um, but if you watch this on a traditional, like on a big HD TV, you're going to see big black bars. Uh, and his explanation was four by three when extended all the way, you know, up is the same frame as an IMAX mm-hmm. screen. Yep. But my contention there would be, I, and it, this is my greatest knock against the Snyder cut is that I don't believe this film would ever have been played on an IMAX in the, the length that it is. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, this to me is, is made for uh, splitting it in two or, so I just I just don't buy the whole four by three. I don't I don't get the decision. It is the length of two movies, and the screenplay is constructed so that it would be broken into two. Yeah, it'd be easily broken into two movies. Yeah. Now I don't think that Zack Snyder intended for it to be broken into two movies. No, I but think it he, could, but it could have for it sure. Definitely could have. That's probably. I mean, like that's probably that's that's one of my biggest my biggest gripes about this movie is that like Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, the whole team that were putting the movie together. Like when you realize when you sit there and you're looking at a 300, 350 page screenplay, you're, you got at some point, usually before production, sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself and your producers and be like, Hey, I've got a script. That's two movies. Yeah. You know? And like it's in, there is a natural breaking point in the middle of this, of the Snyder Cut, where after the first um, Steppenwolf Steppenwolf fight, the battle under the harbor, yeah, yeah. that's like about two hours in, yeah, and it's a natural point uh, to 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 take a break at because you have the entire like by the end of it you have the entire Justice League assembled like you have, but for Superman you have everybody like and and that's at the end of that battle Aquaman shows up so it's like that's a cool way to end it you're like oh shit Aquaman's here like we first time they've actually assembled on screen together I think that is where we would break it into if they would. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like a natural place to stop. And it's at a two hour mark, nice and clean. You still get to include everything and you get to have all cyborg story. Like, cause like cyborg suffered so much in the theatrical cut. Um, and the, cyborg yeah, the theatrical cut. They were just like, you don't matter yeah. at all. So did the flash, but I think <laughs> yeah. cyborg suffered the most. Yeah. yeah because yeah. he had the best tell. story. You could tell in this that, that he really was the heart of the movie. I mean, that's yeah. what Snyder says. This is, this is the heart of the whole story of Cyborg, and we didn't get any of that in theatrical. We didn't even get his mom at all. I don't think yeah. we ever saw his nope. mom in the theatrical. No. You never see his mom in the theatrical. <laughs> Justin was like, fuck all that. You just He just is like, uh, you, don't, you don't get his whole arc. Like, he doesn't have an arc in the theatrical, and I think yeah. he just robot man can talk to the box. And I, and I would contend. Yeah, that's his only purpose. <laughs> if you just cut the Snyder Cut in half and make that a two-hour movie, that's better than the theatrical. Even though my greatest like gripes against the Snyder Cut, which I think we're I'm about ready to get into, is it is in the beginning, um, but I still think Chop It in Half still beats the 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 theatrical by a mile for sure. So yeah. especially when you take the two the two episodes that it would have been as like a whole story, that's yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Before we jump ahead though, you said something that um you thought his intention of having it on a screen like an IMAX movie. Yeah, yeah. I think. And like we talked about, it had it would have to have been cut down um, for their screenplay. That should have been something that they talked about. But I think ideally, this movie could have played on IMAX screens back in November 2017 or whatever. Yeah. Um, if it 
the final product was closer to three or like two hours and 45 minutes or something yeah, like mm-hmm. that. Because even, even now with how it exists now, I think it still needs to be cut down to that time. There's stuff in there that we'll get into that, you know, I don't think should be in there still. It's yeah. just kind of over the top or just not necessary. But yeah, I think it, if it would have got down to that closer, you know, three, two hours, 45 minutes, I think it would have been perfect in the theaters. And it would have been yeah. awesome. And I would, I still kind of want to see it in theaters on the IMAX. Out four by three? Yeah. I, think I, it would look I cool. still, it, 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 to me, even though he says it's like he shot it for that, it doesn't, it feel like they had too much headroom in the four by three shots? I don't know. Cause I, I thought it was weird in the theatrical version too. Cause you know, they converted it from the four by three. And so everything felt crammed a little cram whereas this like one, up every, top and bottom because yeah, that's sort of i mean you had to yeah. push in yeah on it, well so. you cut yeah it would just yeah. cut and then <laughs> wide. yeah so i don't, so. I don't know i really did enjoy <laughs> you it. can't see my motions but <laughs> yeah, i was like yeah. i'm cropping top and bottom and extending left and right which yeah. is what happened when you went go from yeah. four by three to 16 by nine you'd have to yeah, i mean you have to that's fill the way the it, with something and yeah. it's, i mean you're just getting tighter i don't know it's just a i it didn't bother me that much it was cool to see in a different form because we're not used to it and i thought it um mostly in this form resembled like graphic novels, which is something I'm a big fan of these shots. Like if you think of like the shot with Wonder Woman, when she first gets the arrow, you see her full frame, like standing. Yeah. 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 Those kind of shots I thought were really cool. Yeah. And I mean, even if everybody didn't like, it, I think he used incorporated those IMAX cameras very well. Mm. He used them correctly. I think you're absolutely right too. Like if he were able to cut it down to three, like even three hours is palatable. Three hours would have been fine. Yeah. Three hours would have been fine. That that would have been good. And you probably, there's an, there's an hour worth of stuff to cut out. And I would say if he had cut this down to three hours, it would have been better than the first two Avengers. For sure, straight Age of up. Ultron. Oh yeah, for sure. Age of Ultron, easy. Age of Ultron is like barely better than the original than the the theatrical cut. Like yeah. it's. I mean, honestly, yeah. I haven't seen it that long, uh, in, in a while. So we could maybe put them on par. That'd be a fun little comparison to do. That would be fun. But yeah, do a the, versus battle. I think the if you compare Steppenwolf and uh, Ultron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's an interesting. That is interesting. Or yeah. theatrical version of Steppenwolf. I should. Claim My that. God, it's just I, rough. I, so. Yeah. The film and the theatrical starts with uh, Batman um, splatting a bug and seeing the three cubes in the bug, which yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah. one of the weirdest things. Yeah. And then having like so much exposition done by the, the actor that played in Mindhunter, yep. who um, is a great actor, but I, I was just like, you're way too smart. You're way too perceptive. You're way too, you know, for for a Bruce Wayne who's on the rooftop saying, yeah. "Alfred, what's this?" It's yeah. like the guy's not listening to you talking about yeah. Alfred at all. It's like, what's going on? The guy is just like, so he's just like, I was put here to tell you about why these things are here. It's like yeah. Superman's dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere. You're yeah, like, oh, just okay. like I'm like. You are just the smartest, most introspective villain. But in the Snyder Cut, it makes a lot more sense. So, like, the Snyder Cut starts a lot better. It starts with, and correct me anytime I'm wrong, because it was four hours and I watched it over a week. (laughs) So, I'm not going to be perfect on all uh, plot points. But uh, it's him looking for Aquaman, right? So, he shows up. The very, very beginning, it starts at the very end of Batman v Superman, where he's okay. killed, and that's where the scream... Right, right, yeah. the scream, yeah. and then that awakens the mother boxes. Which is a way better reason for them to... And there's up. no explanation besides the dude on the roof with Batman, yeah. who's just talking, but we get to see this awesome shot of this pulsating scream. Yeah, maybe a little long. That would be It's a little long. It's, it's a little long. long. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, he didn't scream this much <laughs> in the other version, but yeah. that's all good. And then we go to... Um, Superman going to find Aquaman, right? 
I'm sorry, Batman, Batman, Batman. going to find an Aquaman. Yes. Yep, all that pretty landscape footage. That was beautiful. That was awesome. That was beautiful. A little long, but it was beautiful. Yeah. And then and uh, Batman finds Aquaman, and then we get introduced to something I I don't I just want to make quick mention of, um, kind of the the three wailing sirens that, that <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. sing their little Icelandic song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And really don't cut away like. I feel like Batman should just kind of awkwardly walk away yeah. because he was just having a conversation. Aquaman goes in the water. He's like, peace. I'm not about the human world. I'm not about the sea world. I'm my, doing my own thing because I'm, I'm mad at the world. And he do, he leaves. It, it and was then never a phase. Yeah. It was never a phase, Batman. I do like that Batman got ghosted. That was, he did I, get ghosted. That's fun. You know? yeah, that's but, cool. That typically happens to Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Him there. I, was, I like that little. But then we get the, the singing yeah. that just goes on for a while. And, and, it, and it feels like that the wailing that happens right there kind of extends for the next 30 minutes. Because yeah. we really had to get into Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Wonder Woman, the Amazons, I should be more yeah, specific. Yeah, yeah. We get into the the Amazon, and that's where we see Steppenwolf. And this is like, besides the color grading, which I like a lot more in the, in the Snyder Cut. Absolutely. The um, Steppenwolf is... Uh, a thousand times better. He's, I can't even His describe how much better he is in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> my, my, my biggest so thing better. was, you know, obviously the design is... Awesome compared to what we got, the PlayStation villain that we got. It was um, a PlayStation Two villain but, for real. But just to the point that Mash they, X, his lines, like in the Snyder Snyder cut, are just I don't know why. It just he sounds completely different. In mm -hmm. the it's like you they made him record everything. Like oh, no, you're getting back in there. Let's just start from scratch. Yeah. Everything. It's just, Is it the it's same so voice bad. actor? Yeah, it's Siren Hines from Game okay. of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The king in in the north. Yeah. Oh, king, uh, king of the, the wildlings. King yeah. of the wildlings. Yeah. King of the wildlings. King beyond the wall. Yep. Um. So if, go back to the Aquaman and the singing. That was the first moment in the movie where I was like, "All right, this. I see how you made it four hours. Yeah, yeah. 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 We obviously don't need this. There we was, don't need this. There was like she picks up the sweater and sniffs it, and then it's like yeah. another like minute and a half of them singing. Yeah. It's like yeah. We. I get it. We don't need it. And like it. There's a, almost a shot where like. Uh, ben Affleck staring at the water after Aquaman leaves. And then the next sequence that we go to is uh, Martha at Superman's grave. That's and it's right. almost like, a, like you could have match cut there and you still could have had your L cut bringing the, you know, the, the, the audio, audio women's mm -hmm. Cause it does it anyways. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, we do not need like this. That's true. Too much. It's just, yeah. It was wild in that scene. There's a, there's a lot of the, the, their song in particular reminded me of music from the Witcher. Um, from yeah, a sort, little uh, like with that like kind of off key, yeah. Well, the kind of like yeah, whaley dissonant, like yeah. female driven, like Nordic folk music, right? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, the, the thing is, they're, they're looking at this guy like a god. That's what it is. Yeah. I, mean, I get it's it. Like the savior of their village. We, I think, we all got it. Yeah, yeah it was just too much. It I was think, way too much. I went on way too long. I'm betting Henry Cavill just met some people in The Witcher, and he was like, Zach. You're gonna love them. Do me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. Like, we're really trying to get season yeah. two locked in. Well, I, I guess was he doing The Witcher because this was made, this was released in 2017, so he shot it in like 2016. Yeah, he probably had. to, I think he had signed on at that point. Okay, but he um, the yeah, there's really loving shots of Aquaman of Bruce Wayne in this a weird and, stalker girl. Yeah, that it, and it's like I don't I don't need to see that to know that. Aquaman yeah. is appealing physically. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, people people revere him 
people like this lady's in love with him. Cool. But like, yeah, that I, I do, it, that, that does set the bar for the whaling, which is just really aggressive for, for a long time for the, like for at the Amazons. And then anytime Wonder Woman comes on screen, that, anytime, every time that to me was they, like, they, they cut these like incredible swells of this. Like they have, they, there's good music in this movie sure. and they cut it in the middle to just like, <laughs> and then like, and then they'll cut back into it. And I'm like, I, the I'm not with, I'm not riding with it anymore. It would have been cool, like if it was like the first time we saw once. her, or like a, just a handful of times. Just like yeah, every oh, there's only a couple times. Like it got to the point where she would come on screen, and I'd be expecting it. Yeah, and then the one time it doesn't happen, I'm like oh shit, it didn't happen. Yeah, it was like, but you've wow. like Pavlovian trained yeah, me now. Like, yeah, no, I'm like, yeah. Here, here you cringe comes. every time you she comes. Like, oh no, yeah. yeah. And why would you do that to me in Gal Gadot? That's yeah. a monstrous thing but, to do. But to be clear, like even if they did her normal theme it would have been the same thing it's just like this was just over the top it's too much it's yeah like, you don't God, need to do a theme every time they come on screen yeah, yeah well they, and they use motifs correctly otherwise like when batman like with batman they have his like super hard like grungy guitar where it's like ding, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. they use that yeah. correctly where they introduce like when they they are first going into the 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 pipe under gotham harbor because it's a batman scene it's a batman scene yeah yep. and then when they get into the plane like Batman scene, Batman heavy Batman scene. scene. We're gonna use this motif, but then like it literally at some points, Wonder Woman's just like cutting, coming on screen for like two seconds to just chop somebody in half. Yeah. Oh, the Steppenwolf <laughs> fight is the most egregious. Yeah, at the end, like, ah! that's yeah. You're going yeah. Back to the music. Ah! <laughs> they, do, they, they really do that, yeah. and it was really off-putting and otherwise pretty good scene. But um, all right, so Steppenwolf shows up, and he is just kind of a badass like he's he's pretty terrifying he's huge yeah he's huge he's like twice the size you don't play the, no more fucking games. of the of the josh whedon theatrical one he's got this balling armor this reactive armor that I like love that stops scene. arrows and shit and it just moves and yeah. it's really cool when he flexes the arrows out you're yeah, like oh, crunches the, ar- the arrows yeah. off the I armor like, i was like okay this so i not playing around really yeah bad. one of my main gripes with the original justice league that I still have here and with DC in general is they don't um, really layer their sets with green screen plus like props and actual set building, which um, Marvel does really well. So like Marvel will have like in the foreground, some actual built set things, and then they'll have them kind of in the mid ground and the background will be green screen and they kind of like layer their sets. So it gives it more depth and more realism to it. Uh, DC just has a big green screen studio. So like when you're seeing, it's really obvious when like a horse is riding um, and there's like a up to the foothills of a mountain because that perspective flattens and then you can really tell how this isn't real mm-hmm. like in yep. front of them like and then you can really see the horse isn't real yeah. and it just it, it doesn't look great this was better especially because of the coloring because it's shot so flat and neutral in color that it looked better you know things don't didn't the highlights didn't stand out to me um i thought the scene i thought it was a little long but like you know actually maybe i'm not it, it's it's actually pretty good. By the end of it, like the fight, like Steppenwolf fighting the Amazons, it's yeah. pretty good. When when they, I think yeah, they're I think they they were maybe a little indulgent laying the groundwork for that scene inside of the temple where the mother box is. Yeah, like that they they definitely could have stood stood to cut a little bit of that, like a little bit of like the paratrooper fight and a little bit of the the exposition leading up to it because we're gonna like we're gonna end up getting a lot of exposition about the mother tons so tons like setting up this whole temple thing is is 
cool, but just a little, it's a little over long. But like the, when it ends up, like when Steppenwolf comes in, they have their fight and, um, Diane Lane, or, uh, yeah, not Diane Lane, who's the woman who plays the, the head Amazon. I know her character's name is, uh, Hippolyta, I think. Sure. Yeah, oh, that's Connie name. Nielsen. Connie, Connie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. She that the scene where she escapes was awesome. Like yeah. the scene, the scene that was where, good. Yeah, then there, there was some really good stuff in there. But like it was just it was like kind of catching my breath after this super long scene inside of this temple. But yeah. then once he get once we get out of the temple and we get to the open ground fight between the Amazons and Steppenwolf, that's that's where it really picks up. I love yeah. that part. I, yeah, um, I agree. I think. Especially since we started the movie, we showed all the shockwaves opening up, you know, his scream. We end at the uh, Amazons there, and then we're in there for a minute yeah. before it cracks open. Then she's like, oh, you got to alert the queen. Then we come back. There's a little bit more section in there where they're talking about yeah. And then we get into the fight. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it definitely could have been trimmed there, too. I agree. I love, I want him to do more of it. But I really like it when a villain shows his full strength every time you see him. They don't pull their punches. Um, I like how he tore through the Amazons. I feel like he could have torn through them even harder. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. like I was like, these these things are like, like these people are inconsequential to him, and you really want your villain to be powerful. You really want your villain to be scary. Yeah. Uh, and again, the theatrical version, it, it's like the interaction between that Steppenwolf and the Amazons is so jilted and just off-putting i mean it's it's clear that he is not interacting with anything in the world yeah i'm just talking about pure animation like pure physics like he just looks bad this one he's fluid like he swings yeah. that axe and like you feel the impact like it looks good when he's when he's killing the amazons and, and the dialogue does not help at all in the theatrical cut. oh yeah it's just atrocious what he does. he's talking to his mother the whole time yeah the mother's he thinks the boxes over box. his mom and then he's telling the queen of the amazon you'll learn to love me and all yeah. that stuff it's just like bro these are the amazons they, they don't give a shit no yeah. out with dudes so long they for don't so need long guys okay like get out of here it's like, their whole dude, society just, nobody wants yeah. you in your wide yeah. ass butt <laughs> I was like get out of here yeah. bro. butt cheeks about six feet apart yeah. he, he does have some <laughs> muscular butt cheeks though. he does they he are does. power they're ham hocks back yeah. there that's how he's able to jump so high yeah it's all in the glutes. But he he whoops through them in a spectacular fashion. Beats the shit out of so many horses. Yes. Shoulder checks a few. Ooh, he grabs one underneath. Like, the whole fight Scoops sequence up. was, yeah. like, really good. And yeah. if you go and watch the theatrical, like, every time Steppenwolf appears, he gets into a mini scuffle, and then he boom tubes out. Yeah. Yep. He's like, bye-bye. He's like, hits, hits, boom tube. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's just the way he does it. And this that's one, he, in the Snyder Cut, he feels like he... Doesn't care. He's like, I'm no. taking as many as you with me. I'm gonna get what I want, and, and then I'm gonna kill y'all. Yeah, yeah. But this one, he's just like, I'm gonna barely escape. Yeah, <laughs> get this thing, and then I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave a couple bugs for y'all to kill, but I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. This one, he's he's not messing around. No, and no. And the Zack Snyder cut, he's they set him up way more as like a formidable foe right off the bat, which I think is great. Yeah. Um, is I still it? wish he was even scarier. Yeah. Personally, because my whole thing, my original big critique of. Uh, uh, Justice League was I don't need a movie setting up a movie with dark side with dark side I was like if you're gonna make a villain heralding as dark side he has got to be a scary motherfucker yeah. so much so that like you realize when dark side comes they're gonna lose yeah, yeah. because that's the thing that it's like you got to have them barely beat the herald yeah and then they're like oh shit when yeah. dark side comes yeah. we're fucked we're so we better figure yeah. something out because that's what you need is you need 
a big obstacle. Yeah. And right now, and Steppenwolf got closer. I think the Snyder Cut got a lot closer. I still don't think he was big enough. I, th- but, well, I think they sort of, there There were some mismanaged priorities in focusing on dark side. I think you're absolutely right about that. Because, like, even here, like, I think a lot of the stuff that we can cut, and I don't know if, it, if we move right into this scene after he gets, I can't remember if after Steppenwolf gets the first mother box, is that when he does his like weekly one-on-one with like three of these yeah. Yeah. yeah he gets to the rush of town he's like it's toxic and then yeah. you know, he yeah. starts uh and then he calls his boss yeah. he's like here's what just happened <laughs> here's what's Which happening because tarver told me he was like he didn't need to know like this he's yeah like don't call me to tell me you got yeah. one yeah. tell me when the job's done like yeah. yeah we get that scene like almost identical twice and it's like dude I understand why they're annoyed and why they banished you, bro. Like, you're bothering them for no reason. Keep updating me. When it, I have a task set for you, I'll see when it's marked complete. That's why we use this task-based system. Yeah. That's why we use Bitrix. It really is taking my ability away from from being able to project manage you when you're not just using the fucking software. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so that, that I thought was, that, that was also some, 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 some minutes that I think we could have cut. Yeah, and they could have merged those scenes into one. Yeah. They, we didn't need two or three of those. Yeah. Well, I, I think they were trying to kind of humanize Steppenwolf a little bit, but they could to give him, or at least give him some depth. <laughs> he had the cutest eyes. Well, I was saying, the when he, eyes didn't work for you? Come <laughs> he on. He had man. these little tears in them. They were so adorable. When he was looking yeah. up, he was just like, I will come home. Please. I would really like to come home. Yeah. He's just Please. adorable. Please. I was like, Steppenwolf is adorable, yeah. bro. And they're like, you can't fucking come home, Steppenwolf. He told you, like, okay. I, I hated checking. the part where yeah. they were like, you still owe us 50000 I was like, really? Was like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this man ain't coming home, guys. Like, uh, he's never coming home. <laughs> it's not happening. But I also loved when Steppenwolf builds his little um, fortress that he they don't have the stupid, like, a Russian family oh, yeah. that's just somehow living right there. Oh yeah, Waste cut that. Cut yeah. all that. Yeah, all that was gone. I was like, great, thank you. I don't. So that was all reshoots. That was shit that that Josh Whedon added yeah. in. And it's like, I know we'll get to this later, but that Russian family only pays off in the end. It's only really to serve flashes and a little bit of Superman story. And yeah, in light of what they cut to yeah. put this in, it's just oh, well, yeah. wow. That, I think they added it because he probably Joss Whedon probably realized like, oh shit, I, Flash has nothing to do. Yeah, because like, they, they cut the yeah the they scene cut the every- end, and they were like, all right, we gotta throw this Russian family in there. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna that's gonna please everybody. It's just like, no, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> so do we go to Wonder Woman next or Cyborg next? I think it's Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, I think we go to London it's, with Wonder Woman. Wonder, yeah, it's Wonder, Wonder Woman. Next. Yeah. Now the Snyder Cut, I will say, is kind of jarring in the bidding, beginning because like they cut around a lot, and it you do have to. It takes a minute to figure out where you are because yeah. there's some fast moving cuts. There's oh, like very fast Metropolis, Gotham, uh, like those I didn't know. I mean, yeah. yeah, when they're on the Amazonian island, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. But obviously. when they go like different cityscapes, I'm like, I don't know where they are until the terrorist is like werewolf the new world right, right. <laughs> when i saw the cop cars oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, when yeah. i saw the cop cars i was like okay 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 so there's a group of freaky terrorists that, that uh they were they were a little bit wild to me because they were just so destructive and had zero motivation other yeah. than to kill people which was a bit wild to me but this scene is pretty badass when wonder woman shows yeah. up and she decides to 
she busts one of them's head, right? Like, I mean, she's, she's slaughtering people. Yeah, there, she like, is. She's smashing busting guts them. Guts are like on wall. Yeah, there's yeah. blood all over the walls <laughs> yeah. there. It's just... Yeah, she's killing them, which is way, way better than the theatrical one. Where it was, I, first I, of all, the scene was like two seconds in the theatrical cut. I think it's yeah. just for the most part, it's just fleshed out and obviously a lot more uh, R-rated. Yeah, that was yeah. their big thing. So the same thing with Steppenwolf when they were fighting. You know, there's blood everywhere. But right. I think Wonder Woman scene for the most part is the same. I mean, there's a little bit more dialogue. I don't know if it was really necessary. Um, the but, thing I mean, that it's, it's still good, a good scene. I enjoyed it. It was good establishing for her, for yeah. her, just to remind everybody, like Wonder Woman's powerful as fuck. <laughs> well, you see, we were supposed to get this if you think back, and you know, in 2017, this was just coming off her solo film. This is right, like, right. Let's yeah. give her this badass scene after coming out for a solo film that everybody loved. Uh, we're not going to talk about the sequel, but you know. <laughs> now I will say it is a little ridiculous that she like uses her little like powerful finishing move to kill a regular dude oh, with yeah. a gun. All those kids are in there and they're not deaf, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're not deaf. <laughs> by seeing someone literally explode in front of them. Yeah. Just to flex, too. Well, And, and everybody yeah. down on the ground <laughs> just got rubble thrown yeah. on them. And yeah. she blew out the wall of, like, this historic building. She's like a fucking, yeah. like, she's, she restores art. She's supposed to take care of that stuff <laughs> yeah. and she's like, no, this building doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, she's like, I'm gonna make an example of you, motherfucker, yeah. who I yeah. could have easily just popped open like yeah. I did everybody else. Yeah, we could have I could have just taken you up like I did with the bomb, but <laughs> everybody's going to see this shit. Now, this scene's important too because later in the theatrical cut, uh Batman's like, "Where have you been for the last 100 years not saving people?" And this scene is in both cuts of the movie. Exactly. But this movie at least knew that like, "Hey, that line doesn't make any sense because at the beginning of the movie, she saves an entire group of children <laughs> and all these people." Like, yeah. Yeah. she's very clearly still out in the world. Or did you not hear about that Mr. Surveillance Network. Yeah. No, he's just he's just been in the cave a little too long. Yeah. yeah. He's like, they call me young six satellites on the streets, though. But so I missed her. I, I missed all this. So thank goodness that this movie was aware of what happened earlier in the movie, unlike the the theatrical one. Yeah. But then we get um Cyborg. And Cyborg, his whole uh like the beginning uh explanation of of um and you know there may be some pieces where they they cut away from him like i think there's an original scene where he's he's just like i'm a monster in the apartment and i think they might have cut away but i really just like think of this section kind of as a whole like his initial arc where you see him um playing against uh wisconsin yeah because that's Zack snyder's uh i think either his alma mater or where he or he's from like green bay so he like liked wisconsin the college so they're playing the badgers and then Gotham City's in the Big Ten. And Gotham City's in the Big Ten, yeah. And so um, then you get to see, like, there's this uh, shot that I think Liam and I both thought was a little cheesy, but a little bit overwritten, where where it's uh, him and the, the I guess, the dean, but he feels like a principal. Yeah, he does His feel office. Like a, he feels like it. And, and honestly, Cyborg's supposed to be young. I don't know why they didn't just make him a high schooler. Make him a, make I him think a high he's schooler. supposed to be high school. Like, I mean, originally, you know, when Cyborg came out, he was like Teen Titans. Yeah. So, and then recently yeah. in like New 52, that's when they brought him up in Justice League. But I still think it's like his origin is like he's a high school star football player. He gets in this car accident and, uh, you know, obviously he's not going to college. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. missing multiple limbs. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they did a good job showcasing all the football stuff. I did kind of enjoy the scene with mm-hmm. the Dean, not the Dean's performance by any means, but just the fact that we saw uh, his relationship it's with his doctor. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's doctor. Yeah. Your son may be a certified <laughs> genius and the captain of the football team. 
<laughs> and it's doctor to but you. But I'll be damned if I let him cheat. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh no, he's expelled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how that conversation yeah. would go. It's like, or the opposite would just be like, uh, we're playing Big Ten football teams, so like he's not in trouble at all. I don't know why. <laughs> right? Why we're even here in the class? Like, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why are we here? The practice field. Come on. Man. Now I, I've heard the actor uh, Fisher. Um, Ray Fisher, he talked about how that scene was important to establish like an intelligent black woman as a role model. Yeah. And like, and, and I get that. I get that. And it also was to try to establish the mother, which when you, which if you don't have that, you don't really care when he lost his mother. Cause you, if you just talk about like, Oh, my mom died in a crash. It like, in like a, th- like a three second conversation <laughs> you have with your dad, you're just like, yeah, mom died in a crash. It's like, yeah, it's a big part to his origin that I it's think had, super important it had to be there and in a theatrical cut is just like you said it's just like they just cut who, it who cares like, you can't yeah. replace a full scene and i think this really is is what uh, one of the big takeaways of the snyder cut you can't replace a full scene with a character alluding to something or yeah. mentioning it. it it doesn't it doesn't work it's yeah. not a band-aid you would you have to think of another solution because the those scenes that establish these characters mean so much when the big payoff moments happen yeah. where that like relationship or that arc that we saw comes to fruition that's what moviegoers like yeah. you know that's what we mean by like a character driven story or like a character's arc that's what people universally give a shit about no matter what their level of knowledge of films or interest in films is that's what people care yeah. about so this is an important scene. Even if I think it's a little overwrought, it's still being there overwrought is way better than just mentioning his mom. Yeah. Showing his mom, showing the scene where they get into the car accident, showing the bill, his like the, the, the construction of his body and stuff. And then one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the, when, where it's his dad, like a voiceover, his father, who's this brilliant scientist, and he is explaining all the things that he can do now. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. they cut completely from the theatrical, which is like establishes how cool he is. Yeah. And they show him and the way that he can like the the way they um you know kind of create like I guess the internet, like where they just make it this visual where he can just like see these little sections and he can just move money from one pile to another. Yeah, where you saw all the nuclear missiles, all right. that stuff. I thought I was like, wow, this, yeah. you know, like, yeah, he's super powerful. And it was all yeah. done with kind of like that, like a uh, string, like outline. Um, I can't remember the, the name of it, but that, like that visual effect that just makes things in like a neon outline. Yeah. Um, of, of everything. And then, you know, we see him fall around the single mother who's struggling and he gives the money to her. So now we see that even though cyborg is not really sure of his humanity, we know it's there. The audience knows it's there because we saw him help that woman. And we know, we know he's a good person. And even right. back to that scene with the Dean, we know he cares about others because he's risking it, risking what he loves to yeah. help this other girl that is going through hardship. So like, Without those two scenes, like, it's the core it's like, of the why, character. Why do we? Why do we care about this yeah. guy? That's just he's just, he's a, just a robot guy. Yeah, he's just a robot. Like one, well, like we. Have, it's everything. If you're like, not gonna, that scene is everything. Yeah, if you're not gonna do for the, the main, the two big characters that don't have their own movies in the or like you know Flash I mean, and Cyborg or Flash, Flash and Cyborg. Yep. But so like if you're not gonna give them their own movies to establish their origin story, then taking away the ten to fifteen minutes that you do that we spend with them, yeah. Yeah, that we get of their like exposition and their their quick, dirty origin stories is like I mean it just cripples their characters. Yeah. Flash even in the Snyder Cut we don't see like 
how he starts. But like we get enough of his backstory that he's sympathetic and like we get a really cool scene just showing that he's number one, like fun. And number two, like he's got some real stakes. Like he's trying to get his dad out of jail. Yeah. Like that's his whole, that's what motivates him. We, we find out. And that's, I mean, that's enough for him because he's going to get a lot of screen time. And that scene, even in the theatricals really shortened, like that scene is way better in the Snyder cut. Like the conversation he has with his dad that they took their time there. That's really, yeah. yeah, That's really what I, a big takeaway. Like I said, is that you gotta, when you get to those, um, those like core character scenes that, that really let the audience know, who this person is you gotta let let them breathe you can't just be like hey don't come see me anymore i'm tired you're wasting your life you're you're great he's like hey dad and he's like get the fuck out of here yeah Yeah, that's that's, that's, it doesn't feel like they're a family at all no he doesn't feel like like the dad especially like yeah i don't want anything to do with you at all whereas in our the snyder cut it's just like you can see that there's some relationship here that this is a thing that's happened multiple times in a theatrical cut it feels like yeah, I, I see you every now and then. He's just like, well, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to waste my time with you. Like, get it's out of so here. fast. Their yeah. scene is so fast, so you don't and, learn anything. And we get that extra scene where he draws the the glasses on the guy. That shit is like, so corny. Like, Come on, man. Yeah, Come it's on, so corny. Do better. Yeah, that shit is really corny. Yeah. Uh, and then they take away what I think is the best scene in this film, and would have been if it had been in in this in the theatrical the best scene in that film, I which is which is the flashes scene where we see his powers yeah that scene is and a big criticism i have of this movie is snyder's use of slow-mo he uses it way too much i think in the first hour yeah but this slow-mo is some of the best fucking slow-mo i have ever seen in my life this scene of the flash is one of the coolest scenes in any superhero movie i've ever seen and it's the first correct use of slow-mo in this movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, oh, they're running down a hallway. Lois Lane is like, and I'm setting down my Americano. But yeah, this is this scene is 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 really cool. It's like cause it shows this is a neat way to show the flash using his powers is like this humanity too. This electrical charge. Yeah. And like his his quick moment with the woman he saves on the street before yeah. he goes in his little this is a, some of the weakest one-liners he has i think are in this this moment yeah. in in this scene but in terms of like showing off who he is as a character and then what he can do with his powers yeah it's really really a great scene and the shot the shot of that car going up and of the woman that he saves like flying out of it yeah this is just really, it's just, I don't know what, if there's some sort of golden ratio <laughs> with like arches, but like he, it, it gets ticked for me right there. Like the, 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 the length she is away from the car and the car's like trajectory off of the ground. I'm just like, oh, that's just looks beautiful. It's a I, gorgeous I, I scene. I love the, the hood crunching slowly. Yeah. yeah. Glass coming out as he's poking <laughs> through. It's just like, wow, this is. Why do we not get this? This yeah, is a, like, like I, on, I couldn't imagine cutting this as an editor. I would have been like. I almost want to quit in protest yeah, because you. this scene. <laughs> you want me to cut this? Yeah, is one of the prettiest things I've ever seen on any film ever. So, cutting it is just a piss poor judgment, and there's no excuse for cutting that scene. The it, only only thing I means, would have cut from this yeah. scene is the hot dog section. The hot dog section, because yeah. that's the second time me and my friends were watching it. We're like, all right, what what the fuck's happening right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, it does pay off. It's just a little weird. But, it does pay off. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is a little weird. I also want to go back to uh, I, what I think is a mistake in this movie and a scene that I would have cut. 
but only the end of the scene yeah. um, was the meeting between uh, Diane Lane, Martha Kent, and Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Lois, yeah. They have a heart to heart in a really, um, really nice way where they kind of talk about her needing to move on uh, from Superman's death and how yeah, she has. We, to- we haven't really touched on it though, but we have jumped over a few Lois's. Yeah, uh, yeah, scenes, Lois has we, had some scenes. She's she's going to see Superman's memorial or where you know his memorial from I guess Man of Steel that breaks up Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. with a Doomsday fight. She goes there a couple times. Oh, I think Daily brings coffee for the cop in the car. Yeah, and she's just there, and she's clearly like not going to Daily Planet at all. Right. She's like done with that. It's so very I, sad. Yeah, I mean it is. It is. It is what yeah. it is. You know, it's just uh, dealing with depression and all that stuff. You can clearly tell. I like. I actually like Amy Adams' performance. In that. I, mean, I did too. We don't, I did too. We don't get too much of her, which I think is good because we have so much other heroes that we need to be focused on. She doesn't want to be like Natalie Portman and Thor, like exactly. where where it's really like every time if there if you're if you're with her too much, you're not yeah. paying attention to the right thing. Yep. Yeah. But she her character is strong. Like Lois Lane shouldn't be just a throwaway. Yeah. So like so she is strong and she does give a good performance. Yeah. Well, and this scene is just she's I mean she's a great actress. Very talented in general, but she also plays her role like to the T in this movie. Yeah. Where she's like she's just set, like she's not completely morose and like yeah, and able, like she's not not taking care of herself, but she is definitely she's like she does a great job showing being unable to move on, which is why it's so important for her and for uh, Martha Kent to have this talk, have this talk, yeah, have talk, which goes really well. And then she steps outside and, and, and becomes the Martian Manhunter yeah. and completely yeah. destroys what they had just done in a way because it was like you're you're kind of undermining that conversation because it was like engineered and now that i i see that you engineered it i'm like oh you must want to use this later on and i don't think that that payoff is going to be worth kind of destroying the tenderness of that moment because yeah that i that i felt because i feel for both of these characters having lost someone so important to them so i i didn't i didn't like that but it's still way better than the theatrical version which they're in the they're in like the oh, coffee room yeah. of the of the daily of the daily planet yeah, yeah and um <laughs> i was about yeah and then like some dude like creepily is a jerk he's like yeah. what are you doing working in here with a vagina yeah <laughs> he's just a cornball how dare you yeah, yeah. nothing i've ever heard of yeah. anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah josh Whedon was was actually like he was like these are my words i think he wrote that <laughs> Yeah. I, that was know. all him. He was yeah. like, word for word, this is what I want y'all to say. He's like, this is exactly how <laughs> even, I do it. Every even morning. the news report in the background where he's talking about anal probing, he's like, oh, yeah, this will get him right here. This yeah. Is like, this is gold. Oh, God, that was so clownish. Yeah, was the guffaws like, will be going. The cl- That was so clownish. It's like, man, Josh is not funny. Yeah. So <laughs> You're my, not funny. So my thoughts on the uh, Martian Manhunter scene, I, I, I'm I, obviously excited for Martian Manhunter because, you know, he's fucking awesome yeah um, cool dc character and i love how they you know it was rumored for a long time that general swanwick who is in man of steel and a little bit in batman v superman was going to be this guy um so i love that i do think it, it is a weird time to incorporate it i don't know i mean obviously he's trying to get lois back in the world because he thinks that, that they need her mm-hmm. um, she's played a big role and they i like their relationship um in man of steel and batman v superman but it does undermine that conversation they do have and then it does kind of uh bring up some problems for later in the movie when she's obviously they're going to talk about hey 
look, he's back now. Remember, you know, that that conversation we yeah. had? Martha's going to be like, wait, what What are you talking about? She's we like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What, what you been smoking, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I ain't talked yeah. to you in months, yeah. girl. I've been yeah. dealing with losing my house yeah. and my son. Where you been? Yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't been. How long has he been dead for? That's another thing that yeah. I don't think is very clear. Yeah. Um, especially with, you know, how it ends. You know, it's revealed that Lois is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is, you know, for question two, because people... It was revealed that, you know, Snyder originally wanted, like, Batman and Lois to have a thing going on the side. Ugh. So, I don't know. I don't know. What we'll, a, we'll see that what That would explain happens. why Bruce Wayne is so scared. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which you should be scared. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they don't do that. I don't think it's... Uh, I, yeah, I don't think that's in keeping with Lois Lane's character. Yeah. I, I think that yeah. making her cheat on Superman is really stupid. It'd be a hard right turn, especially yeah. when they're setting up the whole thing, like the whole thing where it's just like, Lois Lane is literally the only thing tethering Superman to sanity. Exactly, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then, all right, I'm trying to get back on with what happens. Yeah. I know that we're, we're leading up to um, Aquaman going down to talk to his aqua folk yeah. and like, air bubbles. So the mics can pick us up. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, um, and old English, by the way, don't forget that. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And we get, um, there's a couple of scenes. There's a scene before this where I don't want to go like scene by scene. Cause we'll never get through yeah, the whole we're, movie, we're, but we're like, not going to get it in the right order either. Yeah. So yeah. Let's just, but like, anyway, the, the cool thing that Steppenwolf does reveal is that even if you don't answer his questions, he can like, go into your brain with yeah, one of his little, little robots, which they took out of the, like he yeah. didn't do it all. He just like interrogated people and killed them. Yeah. But we instead we talk about how pretty that shot was when he's pulling the Atlanteans out of the water. Yeah. The parademons yeah. are just like dragging them out of the water. Yeah. It's really like, good. Oh man. It looks really good. Yeah. And again, Steppenwolf looks great. Yeah. And um, he's super scary in that. Scene. Yeah. He's very scary. Cause very it's, it's like, even if you don't tell him, he'll extract it from your brain, which yeah. is, which is good because like, that's how scary dark side is like, yeah. and this is just like a baby of dark side. Yeah. Like dark side is a horrifying. And he's technically dark side's uncle. Uh, no. So dark side in, in the comics, dark side is Steppenwolf's, um, nephew. So, okay. Steppenwolf is above dark side's him. uncle. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a little weird, but I don't, I don't know if they keep it the same. And he's like the, uh, almost like his like battle general, like his warrior. Like he like has these hounds, they're yeah. like big dogs. It doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's how he is in the comics. So, uh, but it, you know, just choosing him as a main villain was kind of weird when I first heard, when they first started doing this movie, they're like, Steppenwolf's going to be our bad guy. And I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, and not I, like Mother Goodness or whatever. Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness, is, um, who's like the leader of the Furies, mm-hmm. right? And she's pretty awesome. But even then, I don't think she's strong enough. It would have had to been Granny Goodness and the Furies. But I see what they're doing with bringing him to kind of. Get the mother boxes ready, and then Dark Side's coming in. And we skipped over the whole history lesson too, so we need to. That's true. Yeah, we did get the which really fun scene. So, oh, yeah. which which was predicated on a really lame scene, which was also hilarious. Is like after the Amazonians get whooped, yep. they decide to wait a full day. They're like, we, we, we have to wait till <laughs> yeah, nighttime, yeah, yeah. Wait till night, to shoot this magic arrow. They're like, all right, we, we gotta, light the 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 Gondor, <laughs> like the Towers of Gondor. We've got to let Earth know. Hold on, okay, so you guys go all stand in the line and get rehearse the movements. All right, and just make sure there's like at least ten people there. I'm gonna go put on my robe. <laughs> yeah. I'm put on my golden robe. Cue the wailing singing. Throughout the entire Someone scene, get my big box with my big bow. Yes, right. metal arrow. I need it, and it's clearly a magic arrow because it flies like forever. It's supposed yeah. to be the arrow of Artemis, I think. Ah, cool. Um, so obviously, she's one of the old gods that they reference. Yeah. yeah, DC Greek gods, Marvel Norse gods. Yeah, so that's how they roll. And um, 
so shoots the arrow, light in the fire. Somebody like ha- luckily Wonder Woman, uh, one of her coworkers tells oh, her that there's that. a yeah. Because I I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> so if that dude hadn't come into work that day, then she just wouldn't have known. She would have just still been brushing that statue. And also, like, big Bruce, shout out, so- crazy dude. No, there's no enemy coming. Yeah, it's just a fire. Yeah. Big shout outs to that white outfit. I just want to say to the costume department, we we did not miss you and we do not sleep on you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yeah. And so they go and Wonder Woman kind of has like a hi and like she sees the fight against Darkseid, which the theatrical cut made it against Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf and it yeah. was garbage. Terrible. This is a beautiful scene. Where it shows them like Darkseid facing or getting his only defeat at the hands of the Ares, old, uh, Ares yeah. and, and Zeus, yeah, and David, the old gods of Earth yeah. and the Amazonians and the David Thulis. Thulis is I think is how you say his last name, but the guy who played Ares, like they just kind of superimposed his face onto yeah, right. a jacked yeah. body, which was just. Let's talk about the jacked bodies, dude. Oh my <laughs> god, the guys were cute. Yeah, they were all like, What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They were like, Earth used to be Swoleville. Yeah. They got the Amazonians having, they're just shredded. Yeah. yeah. All those Amazonians had like six packs on six packs. Yeah. Darkseid gets whooped so bad that he forgets where Earth is. That was wild to me. I was like, <laughs> how did he forget? But not just how did he forget. How did everyone team there forget? Forgets. Yeah. He came out with some theory Snyder did. That okay. Why he forgets five. I can't remember. I think it's kind of weak. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, or he might, I mean, honestly, he may just not have been fucking with them or like trying to come and catch hands again <laughs> when, I mean, while, while Earth was so strong. And then so like, you know, you got to think if it takes a thousand more years for the Greek gods to fade out. And, that makes more sense. But also Darkseid has gotten stronger over time. Yep. Yeah. For sure. There, he doesn't have Omega Beams or any, right. any life equation, which is his big thing. Yeah. Um. So... And when he has the Omega Beams, like, I know that, at least that much, that's when he's, like, he can kill Superman. So, yeah. he's pretty fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. I love the part where he cuts the Green Lantern hand off. It's, like, it's different enough from the theatrical version because the Green Lantern's still there. Um, which, fun fact, if I don't know if y'all know that, that's supposed to be the, like, the original Green Lantern for Sector 2814, I think it's which is Earth. Okay. Oh, nice. um, so, he's supposed to be before... Um, Hal Jordan and Avancer, he's supposed to be like way, way back there, which was a cool pull. I had to obviously look that up and I was like, who is this guy? Even yeah. when it first came out in theatrical, but I think it's a cool lore pull for that. But back to when he cuts off his hand, I like how the ring goes to dark side at first because it's like, oh, he's like senses like a strong willed being. Right. And then it's like, nah, fuck, I gotta get out of here. It's yeah. just like, that was really cool. I enjoyed that little like, snippet oh, right there. This guy, yeah, evil he is, uh, yeah, it won't, the, the ring won't go to, won't let him have that. But uh, yeah, and and, and Darkseid and the 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 Lantern Corps have been at odds for a long time, right? Like they 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 fought many times. Yeah, mainly Justice League stuff. Um, but yeah, they're because the core is always involved and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and he's he's always taking over planets and stuff. Yeah, so. that's another thing. I think maybe he forgets. I mean, obviously, it'd be hard to forget the one world that fucks you up, right? But I mean, if they really are going after this many worlds and they they're like, you have to fix fucking fifty thousand worlds first before you can come back. Yeah. Maybe they are just going world after world after world. It's like, yeah. all right, I forgot which one it was for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. They just knocked his ass out so hard he forgot where the planet was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, where was that place that I got mad with? I don't And he just mm-hmm. ate that axe, dude. He's just yeah. gushing blood. Yeah. And we're in where in the theatrical cut, Steppenwolf's doing fine. Like, yeah. he's whooping their ass and they're like, nah, bro, you're out. The parademon just like carry him back. He's like <laughs> yeah. struggling to fight back. 
Like this one, Darkseid's like passed out. Like yeah, yeah, he almost off. died. Yeah, that's yeah. just like, cool. Ares about to, almost killed him. And his so. armor later on in the movie, you can still see where the axe goes through. Which oh, I thought was a little, nice little touch. That is a nice touch. Yeah. So we we get that. Yeah. Um. Then let's fast forward a little bit more. Let's get the whole crew, whole team here. Let's just say we Minus got the, Aquaman. We got the team yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Okay, so we we want to go to the Aquaman fight because I was just like, let's go to Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's go to the team. Yeah, let's go to the team. All right. Aquaman gets whooped, uh, just like all of them do. Mm-hmm. Anytime. So Steppenwolf whoops uh, the Amazonians, whoops Aquaman. Then the last mother box is in the possession of Cyborg, who reaches out to the team and is like, hey, this is what's going on. They're like, yeah, we know what's going on. <laughs> Steppenwolf is coming. Yeah. Like, they, we get it. There's a force. There's a unification. They also got some information from Lex Luthor. Like mm-hmm. Batman had like a information from her, from him as well. Mm-hmm. And then once they're looking at the mother box and they're talking about it, they realize like, oh, this thing can change the state of a planet. In the Snyder Cut, it was like, or the theatrical, they're like, what's stronger than a planet? What if something's strong? But this one, it was a little bit less like they didn't what spell it out. It was more like turn smoke back into a house. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> like, one, This you- one was like, the flash was like, is everybody thinking what I'm thinking? So then they do it. And when they, when they bring Superman back to life in, in, in the Snyder cut, there's this, uh, a minute change, which is actually a big change was they, the, the flash is a little late, but with his mm-hmm. power, he actually reverses the flow of time. Yeah. And that comes back into play towards very the, important setup. It is very important. And they cut that, which is, Two seconds, yeah, three really, seconds. It really it. Like not very yeah. much. Yeah, you did. You had no reason to cut that. They they only cut that because they just like we're not going to do time travel at the end. We're just gonna we're gonna put a Russian family in, which <laughs> is like yeah, it completely invalidates like the Flash as a character. Yeah. Um, so they bring back Superman, and then this that scene is is very much like yeah, it's um, pretty much the same. Yeah, and I did. I think I, I I did skip over Steppenwolf whoop their ass in the harbor. On, yeah. On the, yeah, okay. Lots of changes there for. Um, for that fight, yeah, uh, I mean, not lots. It's for most overarching yeah. plot same, but um, everyone seems to have a role again. Mm-hmm. Um, right where in the theatrical cut, it's just kind of every man for himself. Yes, um, which I really appreciated. Um, I like seeing Barry saving the people instead of I just push people and run away. I've never done this. That and was I agree like, completely, a hundred percent. Come on, dude! Like, yeah, he he's aware that he is one of the strong, most powerful people on the planet. Yeah. Like, even if he's inexperienced, it's like, bro, I, I move so fast, yeah. you know, I can travel the world in a matter of moments. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's it, he's not like a complete incompetent scrub, which they made him in the theatrical version. But in this one, they fight Steppenwolf being much more powerful. The theatrical Steppenwolf couldn't have stepped to the this Justice League. No. no. To be clear, like, no. this Steppenwolf gives him a good whooping. Yeah. Um, and then he... Boombox out. Right, boombox out. So then they that's Boom when two, they two, Yeah. Yep. So cut back flash flash forward to Superman is away awake. And this scene is very much pretty oh, much the I same as I still love this scene. Yeah. Straight up. It's this was the scene. best scene in the theatrical version. Oh, for sure. I want to be a hundred percent. Superman looks at the oh, flash God, yeah, when yes. he's in like super like super fast slow-mo town. That I was just like, oh, uh oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Dad, 
Dad caught you saying swear words behind <laughs> yeah, the gas yeah. station. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you about to get a whooping. Yeah. Now, I actually want to say that while this is the best scene in the theatrical version and one of the best scenes still in the Snyder Cut, I do think that because of the way Zack Snyder set all the characters up and like Joseph was just saying, kind of gave them all a part to play, this scene is actually, and kind of the whole Superman coming back to life thing is kind of unnecessary. Mm. I feel like the Justice League, with the way they were set up, with the way they, they came up with a plan and the way they worked together, would have defeated Steppenwolf and separated the other boxes without Superman. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I just... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Well, the, there's a chance for sure. Yeah, there's a chance that they could have done it without him. It makes the back half of the movie... Like, once Superman is back, it's just like, all right, so... We're just waiting for him to show up. Like, fucking, my dad is going to get here, and he's going to beat the shit out of you. Like, he's going <laughs> to... Yeah. You better That's, wait. You better yeah. wait for my dad. <laughs> so when dad gets back, it's like... It's, it's on. Just, it's on. It's it's time to... It's on. So, like, literally, they are just... Like, even in the final fight, they're just clearing the path for Cyborg to do his thing and hoping that Superman shows up. No, but they're, they're, they got it set up so that the Flash, when he hits the charge... That, yeah. So they they have a plan for without him. Though. Yeah, but their plan does not work without him because Steppenwolf is too strong. Steppenwolf right. is like, I'm going to tear that ass up but they, uh, yeah. unless you have a god laying around. And then Superman shows up and he's I, like, what's up? I still up? think they could have got it done, though, um, if he doesn't get shot by the the employee of the month parademon. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he yeah. really it nails was, that shot. Yeah, bro. Fuck. From a the turret, promotion. Yeah. yeah, from a fucking mile off, just yeah. nails it. Yeah, he's like light work. I still think there's a chance that they get it done, but I don't know. Uh, in this, if we want to just compare the last two battles from the theatrical cut, theatrical cut, they just go in. Batman's like, I'm ready to fucking die. Yeah, uh, they don't have everybody the... else. Let's just take down Steppenwolf when we get there. Let's just hope Superman shows up. And this one, they're like, all right. I'm going to distract them. Yes. Flash, you're going to get up to speed. Cyborg, you're going to pull the boxes apart. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, y'all on Steppenwolf duty. Yeah. Y'all, even though they don't do a great job, and that's why Superman has to come back and just bully this man. But, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like their roles a lot more. And, bef- you know, we'll get there. But before before the fight, they actually feel like a team. Yeah. Whereas it, we talked about the scene where they're deciding whether to bring Superman back or not. Right. And before that, uh, even Diana, when she first meets up with Bruce Wayne, they're talking about the plane. And he's, she's like, I, I once knew a pilot that would love to fly it. And he's like, yeah, no pilot could fly this thing. And it's just setting up that drama for when they're trying to bring back Superman. And he's like, oh, did Steve Trevor tell you that? And it's just like, I hate the little details. And it's obviously Josh. In the theatrical. Like, I got to right. make it yeah. like the Avengers where they're fighting each other. And then there, in, there's yeah. a reason why they come together to you know, beat yeah. Loki, but it's just like, we don't need that. Like you don't, we, we've already seen it. Let's, let's do something different. Yeah. And I do love how, when we get to that ending battle there, it feels like an actual team. And, and it's, it's the it's battle horrible. feels better to me. Like, so like the way they take, like the shield taken down, Batman kind of running, like you're saying, like interference between the teams, like the whole, it all just feels that yeah. that whole final battle scene is, is for me good. Yeah. My problems do not extend to that point of this movie. You want to talk about where, Right before they bring back Superman, Cyborg sees the crazy little vision that we get there. Do y'all want to oh, talk about yeah. that? That's that's wah, a really wah, intense wah. vision because that's where he gets to see what a possible future yeah. would occur um, with Darkseid. And that's really intense, too. And and again, it does what I really want them to do is it establish Darkseid is terrifying. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. Make, make people understand because cause I still don't think this movie even – even fully made people understand the like, hey, Superman isn't going to stop him if yeah. he comes through. 
Like you can't just bank it all on Superman. Yeah. You need to understand that like Thanos, yeah. when Thanos came through, the Hulk and and Iron and Thor, oh, they waxed. can't stop him. <laughs> so like the heroes that we that always win won't win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they that they they didn't they Snyder kind of went into a weird middle ground with how much he showed yeah. Dark Side and had him speak in this movie because like in the Marvel in the MCU they went with Thanos they went like they teased and teased and teased and teased yeah for, it was like, mainly in credits how we yeah, saw him yeah for like a second and then we never even really see him in action but like we see that in the first Guardians of the Galaxy Ronan the the conquer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's 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 like not shit compared to Thanos. Nothing, yeah. and, but he's like the big bad. I mean, he right. gives a, he gives Guardians a run for their money, and then like you know we see like he's pulling the strings behind Loki in the original Avengers movie. Yep. Like he's he's doing these. He's like you know pulling the strings on all these terrible acts that show him being powerful without really telling us anything about him, and like. You know, with Darkseid, we see that he, you know, takes his whooping, and then we see that he's sent Steppenwolf, and Steppenwolf is afraid of him. But then we also see so much of him in this movie that, like, without him doing anything, yeah. that it's not really that effective. Like, especially at the end, when there's a portal open, and so when Steppenwolf's head goes through, yeah. and then he just kind of, like, steps on it, and he's like, yeah, all right, well, fuck y'all, then. This is stupid ass. I don't even need fucking... We'll get y'all later and take you back. I'll for take real. the old ways. We're going for you the long way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. ready then. Instead of just like stepping on through yeah. and being like, what's up? Dark side's here. You called your dad. I'm his dad. So like, yeah. let's have a dad fight. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked if he had shot the beams and like hurt Superman. Or hurt? someone on the team. I think that would be Yeah. Cool yeah. Too. Like yeah. really hurt him. I mean like. Yeah. That's just, that's just the inkling. That's right? just a little taste. Yeah. yeah. But in, the, in that coming. scene where we see him though, I, I think that's, and once again, like I think. You know, I don't think Zack Snyder knows if he's going to do anything. I don't any of us know, really, if yeah. we're going to get any more. So he was just like, let me show y'all what my plan was going to be. And so I feel like that whole scene where he gets that vision, we see Wonder Woman dead. We see Aquaman get killed with his own trident. And the other yeah. guy get Omega Beam, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, was like, I didn't think we were going to get Omega Beams in the movie. Yeah. I was like, all right, bet. And then uh, we see Superman holding Lois's dead body. I don't know if y'all realize yeah. that or not. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be Lois's dead body in the Batcave. Um, and he's like taking control of him. Yeah, that's yeah. Superman going bad. Uh, I I enjoyed that. Um, I, I did like seeing Darkseid in action. I didn't think we were going to. I thought. Yeah. I thought where it ended. Uh, what we saw at the ending was what I thought we would get. I didn't expect to see any of those like flash forward scenes. Yeah. No. Cool. I thought I did think those were cool, but like in terms, just in terms of like what Darkseid's actually, what his role is in like yeah. in the plot. I think it was like too developed or underdeveloped. Depending yeah, on and that. I agree. Um, I guess my point is I think that I don't know if it originally would have been in there. Yeah. I think what true. they do is well, what he was doing was like they would have pushed a button, you know, flash reverses time, and then we get that boom tube scene at the end. But I think mm -hmm. now that he's like, I don't fucking know if I'm gonna do anymore. Yeah. Let yeah. me just show y'all what I had in store for Dark Side right. and like just tease y'all. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think at this point I, I we can just say one of my biggest gripes and what happens with the Snyder cut is we get like three endings. Yeah. So yeah. we what I what I, my preferred ending would be when all of them are standing after defeating Steppenwolf and, and stopping the unification, um, standing on the the ledge, kind of being heroic. We present the entire Justice League. Yeah. We present this is your Justice League. Yeah. I love that as an ending for me. I like things wrapped up like that. Um, then we get the further ending 
where we see, I forgot about this, Lex Luthor and yep. and uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Yeah, that's that almost seems for like, me that, that seems could, very tacked on. That could have been a uh, post credit scene for sure, and also save the baby villain for the beginning of the movie. We just saw big boys. Yeah, I'm not impressed by Lex Luthor and and Batman and, and Deathstroke right yeah. now. Like that doesn't right. mean anything to me. I just saw Darkseid. Yeah. Okay. Baldy ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. Or post credit. Like it's it's. I think short- originally it was a post credit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Post credit. It's, it's, it's like it's the exact post credit length. Like yeah, just, that's a post credit scene. Leave it there. And then it was, we get it was reshot too for theatrical. In theatrical, <laughs> it's. Lex Luthor saying we should form a league of our own, referring to the Injustice League League yeah. of Doom, whatever you want to call. In this one, it's mainly to set up what would have been Batman's solo film with Deathstroke as the villain, kind of like um, taking down Batman. It was supposed to be set in Arkham 2, I believe, which mm-hmm. I would, would have loved. Yeah, but yeah. yeah it's definitely definitely in credit scene that we, yeah. didn't, we didn't need right there where it came. That The whole epilogue is weirdly paced. It feels like everything's just kind of slapped together. Yeah. yeah. And we get... The dream sequence slash nightmare scene. Nightmare scene of slash alternate timeline. Slash, I, I don't think it would be an alternate. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess past it slash is. this timeline. I don't yeah. know of what will happen in the what could happen in the future, and we get now. I just want to put it out there that I am not a fan of Jared Leto as the Joker. I think he is the worst Joker in every sense. I think the way he looks. I think the way he acts and I think the way he laughs are all the worst Joker. Now, that's not to say that he is a bad actor. Yeah. He is just against very stiff competition. And that competition, I think each one of them outrank him for different for multitudes of reasons. Um, that being said, the dialogue between him and Batman is very good uh, at explaining what is to come and like letting us know uh, about like what has transpired I guess in this nightmare alternate timeline future thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but except for the reach around line, first of all, I was like, Joker, yeah. you would never fuck Batman in the ass. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you, he would yeah. straight, he beats you in a fight every single time. Like you're never going to beat him in a fight. Like ever, ever, ever in a million years. I, d- I was confused as to why he was there. Yeah. Like I, why Batman and Joker are hanging out in the desert. I was like, I, I mean like, we don't need an extra line of exposition to explain what they're doing together. That would have seemed ham handed, but it also just seemed odd that he's that Batman's just escorting the Joker through the desert in a straight jacket. I was like, what's all right. All right. I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I accept, I accept. Is this not <laughs> Joseph lifted directly from a comic? No, I've, no. So, a lot of people get this nightmare timeline as it's referred to in this universe um, confused with Injustice, which is a really big right. uh, video game and graphic novel series where Superman turns evil, kills the Joker, and it's like Batman and a team of heroes versus Superman and his team of heroes. Very similar concept. Um, but no, uh, it's not pulled from anything specifically. Well, I, you know, my opinions on Jared Leto is one, I didn't love him in. Suicide Squad. Obviously, I didn't love Suicide Squad right. either. Hashtag the release the haircut. You know, honestly, <laughs> honestly though, I don't. You know, I don't want this to become a precedent where everybody just like, gets just their own gets little redo. Yeah, but yeah. I do kind of want to see it, like, just because I feel like based on what we saw in trailers in that first movie, it seemed like it was going to be dark and it looked a lot better in trailers. Yeah, I was let down significantly because I was hyped for it. It looked 
good. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was excited to see it, and it wasn't the movie. Then we fought like a tornado girl. Yeah, and <laughs> it was rumored at the time, like, Steppenwolf may have been the, like, showed up at the end and be the big bad that the squad had to fight. That would um, be cool. And it would have kind of, you know, I don't Tied know. It, it would been, it's still, I would. I still want to see it. I don't know if we'll ever see it, uh, especially with the lady that just came out from Warner Brothers said, not happening. Uh, Snyder yeah. versus Dunn. We'll see how it goes. But back to how I feel about Leto. I don't like his laugh at all. Um, I hate it. I it, There's only like one in the Suicide Squad that I thought was like, okay, that's decent. The rest of them were garbage. Same thing here. But I don't. I want to see more of him. I hope we do get to see more of him at some point uh, just because I feel like we haven't got a full fair shot of him. But, um, yeah, he's not He's not up there for me right now. My, you know, just to put it in perspective, I grew up watching the animated series with Mark Hamill. Yeah. That, that will always be my Joker. Yeah. Um, that's a, and that's Kevin Conroy's thing. Batman. Yeah. Um, it's part of the reason why I like Ben Affleck so much is because I feel like he, like, is more so close to that Kevin Conroy Batman. Yeah. But Classic like, 90s yeah. big buster Batman. Yeah. Yeah. But when we get to this scene, um, Obviously, the whole movie, I you know, I know Joker's going to be in this movie, so I'm like, where the fuck is this going to fit in? Yeah. yeah. We get to the end, and I have to say, like, some of this dialogue that they have is, like, some of my favorite thing that I've seen on film. I like it more so than some of the dialogue that's in, like, The Dark Knight. I thought it was so cool that it, like, one, like, this may be the only time we ever get to see these two iterations on screen. Yeah. Just so that they showed the history between these two characters, I thought it was great. Now, his performance wasn't fantastic. Um but I love the dialogue. It was just like when he said it, like, believe me, I will fucking kill you. I was like, yeah. I just got like chills. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. It was and just, he will. It was just, yeah. It yeah. was wild, dude. I, I love the world building that was in that dialogue. That was my favorite part of the nightmare scene. Um, I really like Superman showing up at the end, too. I don't have an His badly CGI'd face. Or like, it was like yeah. clearly cut from Man of Steel, right? Was, like, that was just plunked. I don't know where that one was cut from. Well, the the CGI face, um, the shot where Darkseid puts his hand on his shoulder is definitely from Man of Steel. Um, they Henry Cavill didn't do any reshoots for the Snyder cut, so I don't think oh, I don't know where okay. they pulled that nightmare scene. That whole nightmare scene was reshot, you know, or yeah. was shot. The only additional scene they filmed. So um, I, I thought know. it was cool. Like I thought the aesthetic of that nightmare scene was really cool. really cool. Yellow haze. I fucking love Desert Batman. Desert I Batman love that looks. Badass. Yeah, he does look badass. <laughs> like desert, like older, fucked up Flash looks cool. Like I love his suit in the Nightmare of the It's all mannequin mechanical yeah. and his helmet yeah. comes together. I was like, that's sweet. That's not the actor though. That, that was. It was, looked like a CGI'd face on. It didn't I, look like him at all. I think it was just Ezra Ezra Miller. Miller yeah. yeah. I think they probably just put some some facial hair on him and kind of obscured him. He's got such an angular face with like kind of a thin neck. Seeing him sort of filled out with that suit, I think made him look odd yeah. y'all see it did y'all hear how they actually filmed that scene though uh-uh. so it was during COVID, obviously and i think ezra's over in uk somewhere doing fantastic beast whatever the sequel yeah, is for yeah, now yeah. and so they had snyder on an ipad directing him on like i guess their green screen or wherever he was filming <laughs> i thought it was pretty cool that is cool um but yeah i don't know why it's kind of like a ragtag group of team because i think at this point um aquaman and wonder woman are dead yeah um and so it's just the remaining members of the Justice League and Deathstroke and Joker. I think they put this team together just to try to reverse time is what it is. I guess, you know, sense. originally the whole, the sequel, I don't know, it was supposed to be this movie. And then I think one movie that he has is supposed to take place entirely in the Nightmare Timeline. So, yeah, I you know, I would love to see that. That would be cool. That would be um, cool. Yeah, I'd be um, and that is not the last ending, though. To be that's clear, true. so that's there's true. another ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where um, Martian Manhunter comes, and we see 
Ben Affleck sleek, looking like he's looking super healthy. Like he is just drop the cigarettes, drop the beer. <laughs> he's dropped like twenty pounds <laughs> from the theatrical cut at least. Yeah, definitely. and he just comes out, and you know the Martian Manhunter kind of lets him know, "Hey, I'm available now. I'm I wasn't here. I wasn't here I was earlier. Now. I was peeking." <laughs> yeah, I was I was taking a yeah. look, but now I am here and I am like as powerful as yeah. Superman. Just he's very powerful. Yeah. Well, he's not <laughs> he's as powerful good. as Superman, but he's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he um, and he's like you know, so Dark Side coming. You know that. Yeah. So that's 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 the Snyder cut, and I I gotta say, I I really I'm not a fan of the the big clumped on ending. I yeah. get I get it, but like. Just as a whole, like the movie for me was really watchable because of the streaming nature of it and yeah. the way I was able to break it up into multiple days yeah. watching it like go away. Because four hours is too much for me to to really enjoy a movie. Mm-hmm. But if I when I took this in like one hour kind of chunks, I like I liked it a lot. I liked a lot of I like you turned it into a dang old limited series. I did. Which I, I enjoyed it as a four hour film. I watched it the first time through as four hours. Granted, it is it is long. You need that. But you you, you eat you eat fucking LOTR extended <laughs> hey, look, for breakfast, lunch, look, and let's, dinner. Let's not get on Lord of the Rings because you know <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be on that for a minute. It, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, but I I think the the argument just to play devil's advocate for the fun of it is just people binge watch stuff all the time now. They'll be sitting there yeah. and they watch full yeah. seasons and days on all like you know weekends or whatever. I don't think the four hours is that much to consume in one sitting. Um, it's going to be hard to do in theaters just because you're going to have limited showings. Mm. And the studios aren't going to want to do that. That's the main reason they want those two hours just so they can get more slots. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like I said, like we talked about this whole time, if we cut it down to three hours or two hours and 45, that, that this would be a, That's a good movie. Yeah. Like straight up. You put this at two hours. Because yeah. what I will say about this is I don't really feel like it's a movie because of the tacked on endings and because of the four hour length. It feels like a mini series, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, well, the only positive thing I will say about the theatrical cut is that it is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. It, it is a movie. It certainly is a movie. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of them are, unsat- are are not satisfying. Yeah. All of them do a disservice to the source material that they had to work with. And all of them show that Josh Whedon is uh, a hack. A hack. And yeah. he probably shouldn't <laughs> touch another film. Definitely not another superhero movie. But... um. I, I, I liked I liked this I like the Snyder cut. I think it suffers from over length, but also like I have to kind of take into consideration that I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan, like in general. I I I liked like Man of Steel was not my favorite. Batman vs. Superman, also not my favorite, but like I get the appeal of the aesthetic. I liked it actually the most out of any of the Zack of the Snyderverse movies in this one. Um but I I, I think that I watched it probably the wrong way where I, I watched it in halves. Like I watched like what would have been the first movie in the, like what, what would have been a second movie. Yeah. And I think the first, the, the buildup of the first hour of this movie is so long that I just was getting, I was getting a little fatigued by the time hour two rolled around. And so hour two things are starting to pick up. And then I just like, I turned it off cause it was midnight. It was past my bedtime. And I just, I was like, I don't know if I can hang. <laughs> and then the, the 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 
the parts that were kind of tacked on or like the, the, the way that Zack Snyder was able to be a little bit indulgent because he knew it was going to go out on streaming. Yep. I think, you know, that it was, it was fine and it was great. And if I were like a big fan of the DC universe and of the Snyder verse in particular, I think I would have been really happy that it was four hours long. Um, but yeah, just cause you're getting all that extra stuff. Yeah. It's just all, it was all fan service there at the end, you know? Yeah. It's just, he was clearly made a decision like, Hey, don't know if I'm moving on with any of this. Let me just give them what they would have, you know, what would have come if we were going to continue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like seeing how excited you were about parts of it, I'm like, okay, so like this is this is actually yeah. is, is something that works. Something I didn't think worked necessarily as a movie. I'm like, okay, so this is really good fan service, especially for like yeah. the Snyderverse. Let me be clear. I'm not like a die. I don't want it to come off. I'm not a <laughs> die hard Snyder fan. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, well, I don't go out fan, to see. I should I, say. Well, just like superheroes in general. I, I'll yeah. enjoy it. I'm not like the, obviously I go in with a lower expectation. I'm not expecting to see like a perfect film by any means, yeah. but yeah. I'll go and see these movies just cause I grew up reading comics and watching these animated. So like I have a special place in my heart for these, but I'm not going to defend these guys to the bitter end. Right, right. Um, I'll, I'll admit when they're bad. Um, also, if we want to talk about right when Martian Manhunter shows up at the end, um, that was supposed to be Green Lantern, uh, John Stewart. Mm. As a fan of me, I would have much rather seen him. I think if we were going to cut one, I would have uh, had Martian Man or Martian Manhunter stay in the beginning with uh, Diane Lane, even though I don't one hundred percent agree with that scene. If what meant we got John Stewart at the end, I mean Green, Green Lantern has to be a part of Justice League. Yeah, yeah he's you know, a. You know. And for me, I, I would have just cut aquaman completely and just had green lantern <laughs> or, or just not had aquaman at all i think aquaman had one good line in this whole film yeah which um was the line where they were right before where they had made the plan for cyborg to separate the mother cube mother boxes again cyborg was the heart of this movie um and the barry allen and aquaman are having a conversation and barry allen's like well you don't even care about us anyway and he's and you know aquaman said like i never said that because they were talking about yeah uh victor's dad dying victor's dad dying which is something he could relate to yeah which is what uh what's we know why it was a good scene and and that's the first time in the whole movie i thought that um Jason Momoa really did. It. I'm not a big Jason Momoa fan. No. Just to just to be fair, Conan yeah. Conan disrespected. Co- I, Conan was really bad, but I actually rewatched um, the last co- the most recent Conan, and and he was not the problem with that movie. <laughs> that that movie had much bigger problems than him, and actually he was one of the better parts of it. So I'll, I'll give yeah. credit. I was wrong. I've been saying that he was the reason that movie was bad for a long time. You were hurt. It yes. was not, it was not Jason Momoa. It was the writing, and it was the villain, and it was everything else. Yeah. It, but uh, you know, I thought of all the heroes. He was the the lamest man. That, I'm just I'm sitting over here. I'm thinking about if it were a Green Lantern reveal at the end, and that would have been so much more effective because yeah. we already had a Martian Manhunter reveal. Yep, having a second re- that would give the first give a reason for that last scene besides being like, "This is I'm here now." If yeah. you didn't re- recognize him before, he's going to say his name out yeah. loud. Like, but having that Green Lantern reveal would have been tight. And then they, they need Green Lantern. Yeah. They need to him um, against Darkseid. It would so, have been an sure. exciting thing. So that's the Snyder Cut. Um, and I would give it uh, 7 out of 10 um, Tarver Budweiser's um, <laughs> for my movie review rating. Um, and uh, I want to thank Joseph for coming on. I want to thank Liam for sitting through this with me and watching a four-hour movie. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I'm happy to hang in. I had fun. I, had fun. I enjoyed I watched it. Almost twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they put out, for those that care, a black and white version. You know, that's, okay. that's how you wanted people to see it. 
I, you know, I'm not, I like the color version more. Yeah. I'm not going to sit through and watch. There's no difference. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth the watch. All right. Well, thank you all very much. And tune in next time for another <laughs> episode of Cult of Classics. My name is Liam. Ski! <laughs>